At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you see a punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy, and join me, my now, my co-host. Now Deion says a prime time. What's up, what's up? You 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 a little lax over there? Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome back to the No Gimmick Seed of Rusty Podcast, episode one ninety six. As we are very close to episode two hundred, y'all. So, uh, stay tuned for all that, man. I'm I'm preparing things right now for it to be a, a mega episode. I'm excited for it, stuff like that. You excited for it, Prime? We've been here two hundred episodes. Uh, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, you know, the good yeah, thing is time. you've been here almost over 90% of the time. That's even longer. I did not know it was that many. <laughs> you know you, you, know you, you on, on that many episodes? Yeah, I did not know I was on that many. Yes, we uh, oh, almost 90% episodes. Like the first couple ones, uh, well, actually, I might have go back there and check. You know what I'm saying? Well, hey. But, uh. Right now, we got things to get into, obviously, uh, this week. Obviously, we, we, we got to do our Rampage review. I'm not touching Raw. raw or, I mean, I talk about it, but I ain't, I ain't touching Raw. SmackDown was just sucked ass. Okay, it, it, it showed, especially when Roman wasn't there. Then even when Roman came back, it just sucked. And uh, yeah, I've been telling you that. But look, bro. Okay, just because you gave up the fan base, I did not. There are subscribers that still got to get the WWE news from me. Well, guess what? You, know what you got to be here for the people, man. Well, look, tell the people. Ain't that what the OJ said? Ain't that what the OJ said? The OJs or OJ? No, the OJs got to give uh, the people. Give the people Excalibur. what they want. That's what Escalibur said, too, but, you know. What, what you say? That's what Escalibur says too. Uh, look, I, I'm just saying. I, I got. I, we gotta be here for the fans. Prime time. We gotta be here for the subscribers. We gotta be here for all that stuff. Now, once again, I ain't say I went out my way to review it. I just said I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it. That's all I said. But it's cool though because uh, we talk about that. Called John Moxie entering rehab that happened early this past week, and of course. Uh, we're going to do our full gear predictions because the pay-per-view is obviously the go-home show is on Wednesday and Friday this weekend. 
we will talk about them shows, uh, you know, for the midweek wrestling war that we usually do. So, but we'll, we'll do the go home review here, but we're going to do the predictions because most of the whole match stuff is down. But before we get into that, make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com. Spacesphilly.com, that's going to be a part of that helps black podcasters around the city of Philadelphia and also any other podcasters, uh, for that matter. And you guys can also join, uh, see, see the content they have on their, uh, Website as well, such as the Lulu and Plot Plus One, Lulu and Plot Horror Show, Both Sides, Dark, uh, The Market Dark Show, and Do a Business with Mark Randall. You guys should check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well. The No Give Me See the Wrestling Podcast, Drug Thoughts, Turn Tables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Nerd Gas Will Talk, especially Nerd Gas Will Talk, where we just put the episode of our top five favorite Christmas songs. We got more Christmas stuff on the head over on that show so if you guys want to hear about christmas music christmas movies and prime strip to havenhurst you guys got it right over there on nerd gas talk podcast we talk all about pop culture and all that stuff like that uh and you guys can also uh check out us on all the youtube uh, all the podcasts at stitcher apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify iHeartRadio. then you guys can also make sure you check us out on youtube premium Every single Friday, you can check out Prime on the Prime uh, Nostalgia Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts with him and Lee Boy TV. What was the episode this past Friday, Prime? This Friday, we talked about the 20th anniversary of Jimmy Neutron, uh, his movie. Wait, 20th anniversary of who? Jimmy Neutron. Oh, Jimmy Neutron. Oh, okay, and his movie. Yeah. Damn, it's been 20 years since that movie came out? Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Next week we doing oceans. So, oceans like eleven, twelve, thirteen. No, just eleven. Oh, that's the that's the twentieth anniversary for that too. Y'all not gonna do um eight? <laughs> uh, we only doing eleven because it's the twentieth anniversary. <laughs> no, I'll just bullshit what you do. Because who wants to do eight? Oh, well, I liked eight. I like it, but it ain't eleven. <laughs> you said it ain't eleven. <laughs> uh. Yeah, make sure you guys check out that. Check out also Prime Conversations as well. And, uh, you know, Prime likes to do anniversary reviews also because uh, Hulu next week is getting that Janet Jackson documentary that we talked about on Nergasm. So Mm -hmm. I figured that we would do the review of her um, short movie like like she did for Moonwalker, Rhythm Mm -hmm. Nation 1814. Okay. Wait, wait, uh, I I I forgot that it was a movie. Thought it was just like a okay, okay. Well, so wait, did you not know it was a movie, or do you think I, or do you did you know it was? You forgot to see it, or you haven't seen no, it? No, when you said Moonwalker, that threw me off because I was it. It is like Moonwalker, but I just wasn't thinking that it was like Moonwalker. Oh all. yeah. Oh, but you know, hey, look, fun fact: it was more successful than Moonwalker. Well, of course. What you mean? Well, of course, because it was like it was hers was more connected than his was. Yeah, it was very much more connected. <laughs> I did not. I did not need that scene of them going in the basement or wherever they was going. <laughs> Wait, you talk about where they? Well, that was you talk about where they? I, was I think Annie's. I think Annie's in there. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, you, you, you talk about when they out, out playing soccer. No, I'm talking about when they go in the little basement. Yeah. And it's like him and the little girl, and then they try to like kidnap her or something. 
We, and that was all part of it. We, the only thing you, look, we, we, we can discuss this later. But, uh, so, I, I was planning on doing a review of Rhythm Rhythm Nation 1814. I, I know me and Prime being fans of Jackson Family, we gotta go, we, we gotta, uh... Some of them. <laughs> Some well, I don't think Jermaine Jackson has a movie. And I, I doubt we're going to do any reviews of, like, Dynamite or anything. Yeah, like, you know, what, what did Tito say? All right, I'm, I'm about to do a whole... <laughs> oh, yo, bro, I mean, all, did, did, did you go vote for him yet? For what? The Grammys. But why would I do that? <laughs> he, you know, uh, he, he tried to get his song nominated. Like again, why would I do that? <laughs> I thought you probably would have given the Jackson family all love all across the board. What what category is it? Uh, adult R&B contemporary. Yeah, like again, why would I do that? <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You would if Bobby had a new song coming out. He had one, and it was all right, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't go for it. <laughs> With the new, uh, you know, actually, I went out and actually bought the new BBD album. I did too, <laughs> and I don't know how I feel. Well, you just recently bought it. You bought no, it no, it came no, out? no. I, I, oh. it, it, I had it when it first came out. It came out a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then 2019, 2018 came out. It came out. It came out 2017. 2017. Okay, yeah. So I bought it. Uh, my my wife got it for me then. And I was like, I don't know. You probably could have said it's eleven ninety nine. <laughs> uh, no, I'll play. Uh, let's get to the rest of the guys. Um, so let's start out. Uh, do I want to get right to the full gear stuff, or do I want to uh, talk about? Well, you know what? Uh, first off, we did a part. Uh, we did emergency, no gimmicks needed about the wrestlers getting released. Of the 18 wrestlers that got released this past, was it Thursday it happened? No, it was, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it was Thursday. Yeah, and so, obviously, everybody was still shocked that there was still rumors going around. There has been new things that has been come out, you know, about the people that got released. You know, certain people came out and was talking and saying that this happened and this truly happened and stuff like that because... Uh, Keith Lee put on, I don't know if it, what part of social media it was, but he, he was telling everybody that the whole Bearcat idea was not his, which we kind of already knew. He's, what? No, really? Did you, do you not see the WWE marks or trolls uh, online who was trying to tell everybody of why Keith Lee was doing this? I was talking about because the guy named uh, Bearcat. Yeah, and talking about so he's doing a tribute to Bearcat, right? And I'm like, hold on. He, he probably don't even know who that is. Uh, uh, I think Keith Lee probably has a, a knowledge of who he is. But if Keith Lee has been Keith, listen, been Keith Lee for all this time in the indies, in NXT, and then on the main roster, why all of a sudden he like, you know what? Bearcat. It, Keith Lee. Is I want to do so I can pay a tribute to Bearcat Wright. Fitz don't give a fuck about Bearcat Wright. 
He just want to change the name. I don't even know who that is. He 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 probably you know he uh, give me a historic black guy and that there you go. <laughs> and they there you go with, Bear, with a nickname. Say what? With a nickname. Yeah, with a nickname. And so he could put his own spin. Bruce Pritchard looked it up for him, and then they could put our own spin on the Keith Lee. I was like, Keith Lee, for all your smart fans out there or people who know, you didn't have to come out and say, you know what, that wasn't my idea. You didn't have to do that. I mean, I appreciate him doing some clarification. And, of course, the same thing with Karrion Cross, like, you know, that whole Super Shredder idea was not his idea neither, the whole gladiator bullshit, because he didn't need it. Can't cross they needed. They he had the whole package. Him and Scarlet had the whole thing down packed. And he just was uh that that's what's happening. And then after seeing on SmackDown, I know because I know you didn't see SmackDown. It, you know, I, I'm starting to believe the conspiracy now that Vince is trying to do away with all of Triple H's homegrown talent. What did he do? What? How hit? Uh, that whole segment with Hit Row and Sami Zayn. You mean three fourths of it? Yeah, cause since you see SmackDown, Sami Zayn was backstage and said, "You guys got potential, but you know you got to work on your interests and stuff like that." Now, bet now, I, I pay attention to small details. Remember how Hit Row dressed in NXT, and yeah. now I can see how they dress now, and I'm like. Red flag number one. They're all wearing them terrible hit row shirts. Even that wasn't the, that was a hit row style in NXT. They wasn't all just marketing their shirts. You know, uh, Top Dollar had on some red, black, and green type of black leaders. You know, silk shirts and kind of stuff like that on. Ashanti the Adonis had some pretty boy shit on because that's who this character was. And, you know, and Swerve had his, you know, bandana hanging out the back pocket doing all kinds of stuff like that. It wasn't, no, that, it, it was all just a generic hit row shirts. And then says we, we need to go work on the entrance. They changed the music to take out all of B-Fab's parts. So, it don't, it sounds terrible. Then with that being said, you know, uh, the way they tried to clown Sami Zayn and the way that they tried to rap about Sami Zayn uh, coming to the ring sucked. And then they went to the, if you didn't know, now you know. It's it's dead. Hit Row is dead. And you know what makes it look worse is because all that bullshit Top Dollar was talking about on Twitter. I, I don't know if you, you saw that or not. I did not. Oh, he was, you know... He was coming to everybody and, and saying that the people that, that that made it up to the main roster last time just couldn't cut it. And that, uh, you know, Hit, Hit Row was their, their own original thing. And, you know, we can cut a promo and we're not going to be scripted and all that kind of stuff like that. And now look at where Hit Row is at. And everybody was just trying to warn him because we like Hit Row is that the main roster going to eat you up alive. And then when people was, was, was criticizing about what Vince McMahon is going to do to Hit Row, he was blocking people. But now look at look at where Hit Row's at now. Yep. Triple H, well, first of all, why is Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon trying to handle a hip-hop gimmick? Because, what's up, G? Yeah. 
there, there is nothing in the history books that says that Vince McMahon knows how to handle a hip hop gimmick. Did you see his ECW run? Oh, you talking about Durag McMahon? Yep, that's all they need. I think that's one of the reasons why Bobby Lashley left the first time. Nah, it can't be. <laughs> he said it can't be. What you mean it can't be? Yeah, they fired him. He ain't leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, so I'm like, why would they even try to hear that? What did Triple H do? It's like, look, I'm gonna let y'all be y'all. And I think Top Dollar probably figured that. All right, Triple H is our boss down here, and he, he gonna you know overlook us on the main roster. Nope. No, nope. I think Vince just has. A, I, I think at this point, Vince just has a vendetta against anybody in NXT. Yeah, I, look, I'm trying to tell you, if Triple H was not married to Stephanie, I think Triple H would lose his job. I think. No, Triple- I think. I, no, I think he'll still have a job. I'm. I'm talking about like. Ever since they lost, like even before they lost, of course, but ever since they lost, it's like everybody now is just buried. Yeah, since, since they lost the AEW, because first of all, they were set up to lose AEW regardless. They were set up to fail. They were set up to fail. So, you know, and too much was set up to fail, that's what happened. And I think that they're purging all his talent. He cannot feel good about this right now. He could not. He, he cannot feel good about this right now, especially after that cardiac episode. I don't like. I I, I don't even know. I don't even know if Triple H is trying to watch the news right now or, or try to figure out what the hell is going on right now. He probably just in the back, just chilling. So you. So. Why do you think Triple H don't care about this shit? No, I didn't say he didn't care. I just say he in the back chilling. What are you gonna say? He gonna he gonna go off at the Melfa events? No, no, he ain't gonna do All right, dude. All right, you just chilling, dude. Um, Tyler Valkyrie, formerly known as Fricky Monet, uh, came on uh, social media and she was talking about some of the discrimination of age that they had back uh, backstage, and I, which I, I thought I I thought we knew this. Well. Did we? Well, they say they wanted a younger NXT. They no, wanted people under 30. No, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about even when it comes to main roster bound. Frankie Monet is, what, 40 years old now? Yes. But, yeah, but here's the thing. So what she was saying was that it's all right for the men to be old, but it's not, but it's not all right for the women to be old on the main roster. Yes. That's that's not fair, Prime. I know what I'm saying. I thought we knew this. That's oh, what I'm saying. I didn't know it was a secret. No, no, the, the, no. We knew it for when when they brought stuff for NXT. Absolutely, because like yeah, okay, NXT they're purging. They, they want all all these younger people. But I'm saying on the main roster. Look, when you got her husband. Who is who is all right? Who is over 35 on the main roster? Bobby Lashley. I'm talking about the, women. Only one they got over thirty five right now is Oscar. Natalia not over thirty five yet. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? He said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, yeah. The, Those Natalia, are the only two hold over. On, hold on, 
Tamina. Maybe Tamina. Tamina. Uh. Yeah, that's it. No, right? no, no. I don't think that's it. I'm look. I'm gonna look up Charlotte. How is Charlotte? Charlotte is Charlotte is like thirty two. And then thirty three, maybe. All right, she, she got uh. How old is Becky Lynch? Becky is like I think in her late tw- okay, in her early thirties. Charlotte 30s. is thirty five years old. Oh, well, it is thirty five. Yeah, she she is thirty. She is thirty five years old. All right. Uh, let's see. Becky Lynch is. I think she is. She's thirty-four years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, in, in January she'll be thirty-five years old. So she she just turned uh, thirty-four years old. Uh, I think is, is Naomi in her thirties? Yeah. Huh? She got to be. She done been. She has to be. She done yeah. been there for ten oh, plus. So, so she she'll be thirty-four this year. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think to Vince, when you get at a certain age in the thirties, in the woman, he he ready to do away with you. That's why he started them young, so that they can be. Shayna Baszler is forty. Yes, we knew this. Yeah, yeah but, but but what I'm saying is that you know her. I I'm pretty sure a lot of people. Okay, look, it's like this: if you're somebody like yourself who says, you know, I don't care to watch, or I don't care about hearing this kind of news. Then how will we know about this age, you know, discrimination at WWE? You have to be like, is it not in... obvious? Not really, because when you got how all these, how is it not obvious? Okay, I'm just tell you, everybody that is brought in has been they brought they brought in from a younger age. But you say it's they obvious. They don't bring nobody old in. Is what I'm. Here's the thing: you don't look at Tyler Valkyrie and say she's forty years old. But okay, you're right. You don't, I don't look at it. Vince I'm, say, looks, like, I'm pretty sure Vince is like we we want her, we want them younger, even if they look younger. No, now. no, no. I'm saying that that's I'm saying for the fan out there, for her explaining it to the the media, I guess, or you know, or us explaining to the casual fan out there of saying that Vince does not want older women on his roster. He doesn't give us a fair a fair chance. Because he wants all, all all these these young people, and you're sitting there looking like, well, damn, how old is she? Because people, you can look at Oscar. Oscar does not look forty. Frankie Monet does, does not look forty. Shayna Baszler is hard in the face, but she don't look forty. She does not. None of them look forty, but the people that are close to forty have been with the company for some time now. They didn't just get there. Is what I was trying to say. Like Vince doesn't like those. He don't bring women in that's. 30 maybe 30 plus even i uh, i got that part but i completely agree with what she's saying because that, that that's not fair yeah no not at all it's it's not fair. It, it, it is an age to discriminate you know it's part of ageism and sexism type shit like that it goes on to the company because even the people that vince has brought back mm-hmm. has been bobby lashley just got back a couple years ago he was still over 40 MVP came back forty five, I think. For, yes, he's for, <laughs> Shelton is in his forties. Then yeah. you know he did they brought back John Morrison at what thirty eight? Nah, I think John Morrison's forty two, right? For okay, yeah. So he, they brought him back like 39, 40 years old a couple years ago. These people are sitting there that are in like eight. You can't. How many times they bring back Goldberg? Mm-hmm. How many times they bring back the Undertaker? Yep. Cena. Yep. 
all these people is over 40 and 50 years old. But yeah, yet, we know this. That's what I was saying. That's what I was like, do people not know that? No, but but but, <laughs> but what, what they don't know is that the, the, the women aren't getting... I'm not just talking about what you not see on TV, but I was saying, like, she has a right to be pissed because she has not had a chance to showcase what she can do. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, nobody truly knows what, what Tyler Vacker can do. We know because we're wrestling fans. We know I because thought of, when they brought her in, she was just going to go straight to the main roster. That's what I initially thought. So when she went to NXT, it was just like, really? Because obviously, when you're past a certain age, and sometimes you, you kind of just go straight to the main roster. Exactly. Especially in, in the women age, because he don't like the older women. You know. Yeah, I, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like she has been wrestling all over the world, you know, and she's been in so many indie promotions and stuff like that. And, and she has, she has the experience, mm-hmm. you know. It's like Mercedes Martinez. Okay, yeah, and, and that's, that's another one. Mercedes Martinez, who they just they just dumped out the pasture, and I'm like, this woman has been, you know, been doing this since. 2000, you know what I'm saying, or 1999. And I y'all... think when it comes to women, they want homegrown or kind of homegrown women. But the males, they, at least now, at least back then, they didn't. They just wanted to bring in the males from any age, any 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 place. I mean, I, I, I but once again, I also think it's a thing of Triple H's people. I think it's he really wants to get because first of all you you need a balance you can't just have you can't run a Raw and a SmackDown show of all new look NXT is showing is showing the cracks you can't run a show that's on USA Network as a main show because I think once that their deal is up they'll go right back to you go right back to Peacock because you can't run a show like that and with, with all these new these newer towns because they don't know what they're doing. And I'm and uh, they're still learning. They still got to know about camera presence and stuff like that. That's what NXT was about—a developmental show. And you don't put no developmental show on no uh, big TV station because they didn't. Triple H didn't do that back in the day. NXT used to come on Hulu, if that. When talk about the first, the first NXT. Yeah, the first NXT was on. It was on TV. Oh, uh, down in the stations in Florida. No, the first four seasons of NXT was on uh, Sci-Fi or Spike. It wasn't on Spike. It was on Sci-Fi. It was on Sci-Fi. I'm about to say, not with Impact up there. No, it wasn't on, uh, you know, it wasn't. No, it was on Sci-Fi because they came after ECW. They took ECW spot. ECW? Yeah, they took ECW spot in the TV. What EC, ECW was out, off off of? Oh, you mean the WWE ECW? Yes, God, and that went off of Sci-Fi. Then That's NXT right, was took their place on Sci-Fi for like four years, and then they took it off and put it on Hulu. Yeah, and then when they put it on, well, they took it off and put it on whatever. Then that's when it became uh-huh. NXT. But the competition show was always on Sci-Fi. Okay. Yeah, so it, you know it, it bothers me that, that, that she didn't get the chance to 
to do what she wanted or showcase what she what she came to do. Uh, another thing is that there 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 be people around the internet talking about a lot of people have been you know there's some people that, that got released because they were unvaccinated whatever the case may be. Um, Diane Jax came out and said that her vaccination status was never asked of hers, and she was taking a mental health break, and then they fired her. Sounds about right about yeah. WWE. <laughs> uh, I'm not the biggest Nia Jax fan. And I never said Nia Jax needs to get fired. I was always a component for Nia Jax to go back down to NXT. If Finn Balor can go back down to NXT, yeah. Nia Jax can go back down to NXT. Mm-hmm. Because or just go back to developmental. Like just go train for like a few months in developmental. Exactly. So like there, there's something wrong with going back down there and learning the ropes again. And first of all, NXT was still coming. Like you, we can still watch NXT, so we can still watch you. You wouldn't lose a TV, basically a TV time. But the way that, 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 that she wrestles and puts a lot of people in danger, Nia Jax should have been sent back down to NXT. So that's what I was component for. Uh, I can understand burnout because Vince requires a lot from you at that job because you know he has no life. So it could be it could, it's a lot for these these people. So you need a mental health break. Same thing with Sasha, and. Fire her on a Sasha so get a mental health break like every month, don't she? <laughs> it seemed like it. Uh, firing her during the mental health break is kind of is shady. Well, we know WWE don't care about how they look sometimes. Well, it's like firing no, somebody no, no, on no, the They do care how that's the that's the that's the difference. They do care how they look. Their PR is big time. First of all, if if the whole world knew that Nia Jax was going on a mental health break, they would never have fired her. That's bad PR. Mm-hmm. But since she just came out and told everybody, and the only people that probably look on the internet to, to, to find it out is wrestling fans, you, you got these big these big news anchors ain't going on on uh, the internet to find out what the hell happened to Nia Jax. See, they don't give a fuck. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So uh, they're not doing that. However, but if if that was a big story, and say if you know MSNBC or CNN found that shit out, and she was taking a mental break, and then they fire her. Then it would have became a big, a bigger issue that he'd be more in the news. But since you know nobody killed anybody like Benoit, then you know they really don't give a fuck about wrestling or what goes on with the superstars. But either, even with that said, when it comes to the vaccinations, look, people, I, you go ahead and do what you want to do. But once again, there's mandates, and there are things to say. So if you gotta go get vaccinated, you gotta go get vaccinated to. You know, do that. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a component of people losing their job, to be honest with you. But uh, I I am for everybody being safe. And everybody say, well, how the hell Sasha got a job? I'm like, where did this whole Sasha being anti-vax thing come from? I don't know. I think it's all because she liked a tweet about uh something anti-vax, something whatever case may be, and everybody call her anti-vax. I'm like, Sasha can. There's no way Sasha is anti-vax because she is traveling. And I'm talking about, to like, she went to Saudi Arabia. Everybody that went to Saudi was, was vaxxed. Yeah, she would, I'm about to say, so she would have to be vaxxed. She may have liked the comment that somebody said, but just because somebody likes something, or just because somebody, you know, because it's just, it's just a like. Like I said, I'm not on social media. So when people, you know, when my wife shows me when people now, like I someone. I will say, I I think she's, I think it's recent, though. Say what? 
I think she's recently gotten it though. She probably did. I'm saying even I'm even, talking about like after after SummerSlam because I think I think I do think SummerSlam was the reason why it's because she wasn't, or if not wasn't, it wasn't fully. Fair enough too. Also, yeah. But I think but she has it now. I think, but I think I do think SummerSlam was the reason why. Uh huh. Because she wasn't vaxxed and you had to be vaxxed to be in there. Exactly. Because where was SummerSlam at this past year? Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. 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 So different different places over city have these different mandates, and you know it's not their business to tell us what her reasoning is. But she she wouldn't have made a Saudi Arabia trip if she wasn't. Also, mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know, get off her back, you know, about it also, you know, because uh, it, it, it's very unfortunate. And people say, well, that's the reason why BFAB uh, could have been fired. But it, but I think BFAB came out and said that she just recently, recently signed a new deal with WWE. Mm-hmm. Yep. How shitty is that? They do that all the time, though. Every time they fire somebody, it's at, usually somebody who j- they just resigned. And and like I said, if if BFAP is like not va- vaccinated, I mean, look, that 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 is, you know, I guess on her, you know, for for the man and stuff like that. But uh, that shit right there, I'm like, that's that's some tacky shit. What they just brought they just brought them up. I'm like, cause right now. After after them firing BFAB, who sings on the song, who has the first verse on the song, who does the chorus of the song, who comes out there and just adds something to that group. She can't wrestle. No, she can't. She's she's not that great. You can but she can always that's why you keep her in fucking developmental for them to get over. But that was a whole unit that just worked. And all of a sudden you just chopped the knees off. So I'm telling you right now the hero's not safe anymore. Or nobody is safe. You know what I'm saying? But I, cause I, I, nobody like, is safe and it's desensitizing. Because, like, I... It's like, why... Sometimes it's like, why even get invested? As soon as you get invested, then you just take it away. I do feel that. That's way. happened, And that's happened, like, often enough to where sometimes I just don't even care. Like, if you're not the main star, then why even get invested sometimes? You know, that's true because... You don't want to get let down, correct? Mm-hmm. Because you're right. I was a fan of the Hurt Business. Big fan. Mm-hmm. As soon as everybody like them, they break them up. Yeah, and I, I mean like them, like them. And mm-hmm. I was I was a fan of Hit Row, and I was calling you like, yo, you need to get up on this Hit Row train. And the Triple H version of Hit Row, I love that Hit Row. Everybody did. And it's like, people's like, well, you know, uh, trying to get a hip-hop gimmick over. I'm like, if so Triple H can get it over, and but Vince can't, and it got nothing but them, you know, don't blame whiteness onto that because Triple H listens to, Triple H is all Metallica and stuff like that. So Triple H don't got to listen to hip-hop to get the hip-hop group over. You know what you just do? Let them be them. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all you gotta do. You ain't gotta invest yourself. You ain't gotta sit there and listen to four thousand hours of hip hop music to understand where they're coming from. Whatever the case may, just let them be them. That's them. Their their style, their culture, their all that kind of stuff like that. That that's how. If somebody is really invested in what they do, 
That's how you get shit over. I don't understand why that is so... You want to put your fingerprints on everything because you want to put fingerprints on all these stereotypes or all these characters that these people are clearly not invested in. Carrie Cross had a had a style and a gimmick and everything already. Why would you take that away for him to be this gladiator that he's clearly not invested in? So how is he... How do you... And then you blame them because they, they, they uh, we gave him something and he couldn't get it over. Why? How could he? How could he? He had Scarlet. He had the whole, you know, saying fall and pray. He had the whole time clock. That was great shit. Carry They actually made me like Carry Cross because I was not a fan of Killer Cross and Impact. But when he came to NXT, they made me like that guy. And I was like, wow, the whole packaging, the interest and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's main roster level shit right there. Is it not? Price there? Yeah. Yeah. Is it not? No, it is. But nobody never got to see it. Exactly, because I was like, man, imagine seeing this on like a, at, a, at like a WrestleMania, and you wonder why they can't get over. And you know and what got Keith Lee over? Being Keith Lee, being limitless. You mean to tell me because you know at the Survivor Series he was what Keith Lee got over at the Royal Rumble he was what Keith Lee got over, and I'm like, so why do you need to change anything? Were you not invested? Were you not invested when you see? The, the, the final match between Keith Lee and Roman Reigns at Survivor Series? Yep, that was. That was dope. That was almost better than the whole fucking match. Okay? And then when Brock came out of the Royal Rumble, dope. And Brock, and Brock sold it for Keith. Were you not invested in that? Yep, I was. <clears throat> and what was he doing? He was just being Keith Lee. Well, you know, Vince got to change everything because he felt like he do, so... I'm not surprised. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, either. So, those were just. Uh, did you hear any more stories that came out? Those, those are the only ones I heard about the. No, that, those are the only ones. Yeah, the beef and the tile back and all that stuff. Those are the only ones I, I, I got the, the, the newer news on. But, uh, speaking of stories that we had to get into, uh, last week. We were supposed, or Dynamite, we were supposed to uh, have Orange Cassidy taking on John Moxley in the World Title Eliminator Tournament. And uh, honestly, John Moxley was supposed to go on because that was on Tony Khan's notes that he was at the Jaguars game to go up against Brian Danielson for, you know, and whoever wins gets a shot at the championship, which will probably be a revolution. Uh, but then all of a sudden, we got the news that John Moxley... Uh, was not going to be on there, and he was entering rehab for alcohol be uh, for alcohol use. It was a shock to me. It really was a shock to me because once again, I'm just looking at this guy on TV, and I it looked like nothing was wrong. Like his character was changing, and especially with Renee Young, his wife, having a new baby, I did not know that Moxie was going through all these problems. That's probably what it 
not to say what it was or anything, but I'm just saying that probably could help because not knowing what to do, being a new parent could, you know, could be rough. Well, you know what? Look, coming from somebody that is a parent of two, when you are a new parent, it's very, very stressful because mm-hmm. literally your world changes because everything that you thought about before that child came is invalid because it ain't just about your life anymore. That's it's, probably why I don't got one. It's, 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 not, it's not about your life no more. You have given birth to somebody that came from you. And now it's, it's all about protecting that child. And when you when you at work and he's a wrestler, he's on the road that once again, Dynamite I mean AEW's not on the road like WWE is. They don't do house shows yet, which I think they, they probably something they, they probably gonna invest into doing as you know things get better. But right now it's just dynamite rampage, pay per views and stuff like that. So they, they don't really do house shows stuff like that. Elevation Dark, but they so yeah, we're going one day a year. Huh? One day a week. Yeah, or no, well, yeah, he his boxing down rampage too much, but also, but what Moxie's been doing is he's been taking these indie dates, GCW, and New Japan, and all of them. Mm-hmm. He been he been like traveling all over, so I don't know how many times he's home, and you know, everything with with, with a new baby that there's going to be, literally that that first year is one of the roughest fucking years when you when you first have a child. Mm-hmm. Because everything is, is developing, like you know, the, the child's going to get sick as the the body has to build up something. Like everybody say, like you know, I can get sick and I'll be fine. I'm like, you gotta realize you have years of your body building up to fight shit. When a baby's fr- when the baby is fresh out, the baby has not, nothing to fight, anything. It's coming out to this world to get these germs. It's going to get the baby's going to get sick. The baby's going to start teething. The baby's going to you know get hungry and want more food. The baby's going to go to the bathroom. All this shit is going to happen, and the baby's not going to be able to get sleep. The baby's going to be up and up and up all night. It's going to be stressful. Trust me, I know. And sometimes a lot of people, when they are under stress, and another way to do it, they they turn to the bottle. And like I said, I, like I said, I, I, that's a good point, Prime. I'm not sure if that is what happened, but Tony Khan came out late Tuesday night and he said, "John Moxley allow uh, has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient uh, inpatient alcohol treatment program." Khan tweeted, "John's a beloved member of the AEW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends, and he shifts." His focus to recovery. John is making a very brave choice to get help, and we're embracing his choice and support him however we can. I'm proud to call John a friend, and like many of you, I'm also a fan of Mox and look forward to a time in the future when he is eventually ready to return to the ring. Until then, thank you for supporting John and respecting his privacy at this time. Then he concluded, uh, if 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 you need help, he had the, the national helpline stuff like that, and um, he, uh, I'm proud of him. I'm really I'm really proud of him. Like I said, I I don't know what started it, but it doesn't really matter what started it. It's but how can you fix to get help? They are also moving too. Oh, they're moving. Yeah. 
where they moving to? Ohio. Oh, they moved back to his hometown. Yeah. Where, where did they originally live in? Vegas. Oh hell no! Why the hell would he live in Vegas? Yeah, I, I, I they been, they been, he been living in Vegas for like seven years, eight years. Oh shit! Yeah, go back to where it's quiet, bro. Go, go, go back well, to where. It's... In, he didn't live in Las Vegas. Like he just lived in, in a city in Vegas. He lived uh-huh. in the same city the uh, impact was at. They quote unquote had their pay per view. What he had now for glory? Quote unquote, what he had. What he had the quote unquote back when Bruce quote unquote won that championship in Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, he lived in like the quiet part where it's like, like desert basically. Oh, like you know the the, the tumbleweeds are going by, and then right down the street is Impact Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, but they they move into Ohio. I don't know where at. I just know they they moved on Friday. Uh huh. They were moving. So yeah. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Renee did, did did post a tweet. Uh, she says, "Thanks for the outpouring support." Uh, John is every bit of of the badass we all know him to be. I couldn't be more proud of him for getting the prop to proper help uh, he needs and been giving the space to put his health first. Couldn't possibly love this man more. While the outcomes in professional wrestling are scripted, the 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 performers do endure a lot of pain. Moxie's matches over the years have put, have had a particular level of violence involving foreign objects. That's some damn GCW matches. Moxie, who wishes in, who who wrestled in WWE under the name Dean Ambrose, has been scheduled in AEW storylines to face Orange Cassidy in semifinals on Promotion World Championship Tournament Eliminator Wednesday night on AEW. So yeah, um, if you think about it, the the, the, the which says Moxie came back. John Moxley, the character, came back in AEW. He has been doing some violent ass matches. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, because he said he said he may retire next year, so he's trying to get all his stuff in. Oh, is he serious about that? He probably is. Like <laughs> he really was like, I'm trying to get all my stuff in. So this year and next year, I'm trying to get it in. Oh wow! That's I- why he's doing so much Japan stuff and so much C- uh, GCW stuff. Well, how old, how old is Moxley? Uh, probably thirty. I don't know. He's out. Let me look it up. It 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 got it got to be like, you know, maybe it could be close to forty. It could be, but even if he's thirty five, even if it wasn't, he done been doing all them GCW matches for years before WWE. Now he's doing them again. He probably just like, yeah, I'm gonna just call this it. He had a lot of pain in his body. Okay. Yeah, you know, and especially that uh, non-section match with Omega. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to be old to be like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you right. Yeah. Especially you when, your body, when, when your body go through all that shit. Yeah, you don't gotta be Terry Funk. You know, you right because you don't want to end up, end up like the old guys do. Like sometimes we kids can't give it up, Undertaker. So. Mm-hmm. You you want to get out now when you can because I've seen a lot of people, especially in football, take that approach where they go and they retire and they're like, you know what, this was this is better for me. Yeah, like Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he's, he's Megatron. Exactly. Why why not retire on top instead of being like Vince Carter and then you have more years when you were not good opposed to years when you were great. Yeah, I feel like was Megatron the youngest Hall of Fame. Remember ever? 
Uh, he might be. Because he's only 35. He, he, he has to be. Because, you know, it takes five years for you to get for you to get nominated, even. Exactly, um, yeah. yeah. He, Megatron was... Oh, God, I miss Megatron. <laughs> I, I really did. Uh, he honestly is at an age where he can still come back, though. Like, that's the it, thing. It's upset. He, it's like, this is wrestling? Yeah, I had Megatron come back to the Lions. They need you. Like, it's not like I can understand if he was, like, 40. He's 35. 35 is not... It's old, but it's not, like, he can he can still do it. But the thing How is... How old is Larry Fitzgerald? 37, 38? I think Larry Fitzgerald... Is he still playing, right? Yes. He's still in the Cardinals? Yes. You know what? Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is chasing the ring. I think I think he wants that ring so bad because he almost had a chance to get it um, in, tw- in 2010. I think, he just, I think he's yeah. just trying to be the longest team that player. Uh, uh, he, he's 38 years old. Okay. Yeah, I think he's just trying to be the longest team yet because uh, I don't know how long it is, but he's he's almost there. He got to be. Yeah, he's thirty eight years old, and uh, let's see, he he got some he he, look, he got accolades, and like he's still playing at a decent level. He he he's still playing at a very a very de- decent level, but uh, I know he has the. This is not a football podcast, but I know he has the the record for most catches. At, like he he every game he he got the longest record for most games with a catch. So he's at least caught the ball in every game. Wow. Look, I'm just saying, if he can still do it, go ahead. But like I said, I really think he. I think he. I, I think Vince Carter wanted to be the longest reception, but uh, not reception. The, long, the longest tenure player. I think Vince oh, Gerald. Oh, he really yes. wants that ring. Well, he couldn't get it this year. He got a good chance. I don't know. We'll he, see. He, he, he got, this is it. This will be his. Best last chance. I don't know if he can. I don't think the car's gonna be great after this. So, but yeah, you know, my, my prayers go out to Moxley and Renee Young and their daughter and their family and things like that. So, uh, you know, t- times is hard, and you you gotta do things to get yourself together. Yeah. And it's gonna be hard. It's gonna it's gonna be hard. But he a fighter, and I believe he's gonna be able to do it. All right, so that just takes me takes us into uh, full gear uh, predictions because yep. since full gear is on Saturday, uh, you you ordering it, Prime? Yes, I am. I'm thinking about ordering it also. So I, I, oh wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, I am not ordering it. I'm going to it. Sorry. Oh shit! You're actually going to a live? Yeah. No, I'm going to the movies. They're playing them in the movies. Oh, so you know what? It's just funny. There was a a, a a a restaurant up on Ridge Avenue. Uh, well, I know you're not in Philly, but you know that's near me. That was playing SmackDown. I was like, "Oh, y'all play wrestling here?" So yeah, it's like when we when you used to go to Hooters and they play it, or when you used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, but Buffalo Wild Wings and Hooters don't play AEW. So you know. oh yeah, they only play they only play WWE, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find some place that will play AEW in there. Because first of all, uh, I thought Buffalo Wild Wings may be the one to do it because uh, they they play the UFC stuff, and then when they, when you do that, they, they pay you got to pay a cover charge to get mm-hmm. in there. 
And so the, the cover charge is usually like $10 because it's a pay-per-view order type thing. So, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to be uh, going to a movie theater to watch it. It should be cool. That should be dope. I, I'm thinking about probably just ordering it and then just deal with the bill next month. <laughs> to be honest with you. But, uh, so, as of right now, we got an eight-match card. <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to be any more than that. It probably, I, think, I, I think I'm cool with the eight-match card. I, you know, honestly, I'm sorry. They may add another women's match on here. Another one? And Yeah, there's only one on here. And they, they, they may add... Um, was it the uh, Thunder Rosa J Cargill? Even though nah, that I don't, has, nah, I don't think that's gonna go on there. Even though that has not happened yet, <laughs> wink, wink, because we 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 know Red Velvet is not gonna beat you. We'll get in the rampage later. So, but it, there is only one woman's match on the card. So, like I said, they may add another one. I'm not sure because I figured they would want to add one of the one of the tournament matches on here also. And right now there is no, they, they haven't said what the pre-show is. But usually with with AEW, if they mention all these these matches, these matches aren't going to be on the pre-show. They're going to announce maybe like a ten man Matt Hardy family taking on Dark Order match, you know, bullshit like that. Because that's how AEW handles their pre-shows. So. Let's go down the card here and see what we got. So let's start off with uh, this. Well, you know what? Do you want to do the Rampage review first or you want to do the predictions first? Either way, don't matter. Huh? I say either way, don't matter. Okay, you know what? Sorry, y'all. Let's start off with talking about Rampage because a lot of things that happen on Rampage leads up to uh, what happened with uh, you know, the fall off of full gear, so I'm I'm gonna talk about that, especially with one of the greatest segments that AEW has ever had. Uh, when it comes to you know uh, promo packaging, so Rampage is past Friday. Obviously, I'm late on getting it up, but you know it's it'd it be hard sometimes on like these Friday shows, the SmackDown and the Rampage stuff. What was uh, Friday's day? Do you remember? No, I don't. I think it was the 5th. I think it was the 5th. Okay, so on this episode of Rampage, we had John Silver taking on Adam Cole Bebe. We had the, the, the stare down between Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. And then we had... Uh, you know, the TBS Championship match, we had Red Velvet taking on, uh, who's taking on? Uh, damn, who's that? Oh, the Bunny, my bad. And, uh, then we had also Dale, uh, Brian Danielson taking on Anthony, uh, Bowers of the Acclaim. So, it's Friday, and you know what that means. So, uh, we, we kick off Rampage, uh, uh, Brian Anderson comes out, and then we get the Acclaim coming out, Max Caster comes out, and 
he the only reason why that there was even this part of the match is because he wanted to take the, take the that, that line of when he was doing the rap and he says I don't have the full rap here in front of me, but he does come up with the line saying that uh what did he say? Uh I drop you know say something about I drop you know say you lose more I, I, I end more careers than your father in law or something like that. Mm-hmm. God, what was the line I wish I had the line. I don't have I pulled up the wrong thing. It it, it doesn't have it doesn't have the rap on there. Do you happen to have? No, I don't. Okay, shit. All right. Well, that go guys went to check the record. It was it was a sick burn. So, uh, but it, I thought it was we matched Cassidy in the matchup, but it was it was an Anthony Bowen. So they had a match up, and it was uh, it was a pretty decent match. You know, good show for Anthony Bowens and stuff like that. And you know, the show the clinic actually could be uh pretty good wrestlers. They also hit the backdrop, uh, the bones over the top rope onto Caster. The damn said, uh, uh, rocked off the very post, and, and then he, he, uh, hit, hit a cross by and goes back in, and hits the missile drop kick. And then, um, Dancing grabs Bones' arm and began stopping on his head, which that movie looking so devastating. And then, uh, he, he put the LaBelle lock in, and then Bones taps out. So, that's, 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 that's all it was. It was just, it, it was just really a, a throwaway matchup, really, because we, everybody came to Rampage to see. The, face the, to, huh? the match was the match was just basically because uh, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster called Tony Khan a, a, a terrible boss. Oh, he said, "Oh, since I'm so terrible, how about you fight Brian Danielson?" That's all that punishment right there. <laughs> yeah, so that's the reason why. Okay, okay, we had to get to it somehow so we can use that line. So then we get CM Punk versus, versus Eddie Kingston. I'm a huge Eddie Kingston fan. I know how Eddie Kingston can be on the mic. I've seen Eddie Kingston in the House of Hardcore. I've seen Eddie Kingston on Impact. Even though he talked too much of Impact. And then uh, we see how CM Punk can do. So they was like, Tony Khan was in the back of both of them. He said, look, we got 10 days to sell this matchup. Go ahead. Do y'all. And boy, did they deliver. So, uh, CM Punk comes out and says, look, I'm supposed to be going face-to-face with Eddie Kingston, so i like to invite him out. Kingston music comes on, but Kingston doesn't come out. And then, uh, after his music stops, Kingston comes out storming out. Oh, and, you know, like, I don't need no music. Uh, he said, you want an apology? Answer me when I'm talking to you. You don't like that. And then, uh, Punk was like, you interrupted me. And they said, oh, my God, yes, I interrupted the great CM Punk. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry the fans didn't get Punk against Orange Cassidy, but I was home getting tested. I felt sick. I was going to tell everyone, uh, you know, because you know, I, I didn't want to affect my friend. Cause I didn't want to make sure I had COVID, so I went home and did the right thing, whatever the case may be. Uh, but I'm going to tell you the truth about you, though. This man was once a hero of mine. Guys like him, Samoa Joe, Homicide, Amazing Red, shout out to House of Glory. And uh, he said, guys like that on the independence like that inspired me. But you, low life, you judged me. And he said, I came to the locker room. And he said, all you did was judge me because uh, because I didn't become friends with the booker. Because I like to eat house fat. Because I like to eat a little bit. And then... uh. 
<laughs> See, Paul was like, look, look, I hear a lot of baggage right there. I wasn't just, you know, the one who judged you because anybody the one who judged you. It wasn't me. It was Joe. It was Homicide. First of all, who the hell is Joe to judge about fat people? Uh, it no, was hom- judge about his work rate. His work rate, yeah. Uh, it was Homicide. It was Danielson. But we judged you because we held you to a higher standard. You're the one who fell short of that mark. Hey, you, you 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 can blame a guy like Danielson for beating you in a tournament, and, and you can walk in and back and blame me, and I'm the one who saw greatness in you 15 years ago, but I'm a fool for holding you to that standard now because you're a bum. CM Punk got booed for calling him a bum. Mm-hmm. And so Eddie Kingston's like, look, I, I'm a bum. Nobody wants you here. The whole locker room is afraid to say it, but not me. Stop, stop smirking. Like, like you did to me the other day, or I'll smack it off your face. Why don't you fight me on the 13th at full gear? Then <laughs> CM Punk comes out, talk about stuff, fight Eddie Kicks at full gear again. Full gear is a little bit high for the bar for you. I was thinking more like elevation or dark warrior speed. I was like, oh shit, we, we, we getting there. And then he and then Kicks is like, you're a coward. Fight me, fight me, fight me. You know what I'm at full gear, you know what I'm saying? Because with a bum main event full gear, which he did main event last year. And then Puck said, I'll see you on the 13th. And you thought it was over. But the kicks just said, I don't care about winning at full gear. I care about beating you so you go qu- so you can quit quit again for another seven years. As soon as <coughs> that seven came out, CM Punk hit butted him. And they started brawling, going back and forth, hitting each other. Then one of those, the first time we had to get the locker room out to break apart a brawl. Then the usual, they pull CM Punk away and kicks it. That's the one thing I didn't like about it. Say what? That's the one thing I didn't like about it. Okay, hold on. Uh, Then, then of course, they pull Kingston away. Then CM Punk jumps up on it. So it was a back and forth type thing. So uh, that was it for the segment. So tell me why you you didn't like that part. Nah, I just don't like. I don't. The pullaways are just not needed all the time, you know. Well, I'm. I'm, 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 I mean, you, 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 I, I, I do understand having somebody needed to break them up. They don't even need. They don't even need. Do they? They, they didn't even need to get physical. Oh, but what you? No, oh, come on now, because you're not gonna say those sloppy marks like that, and then all of a sudden you ain't gonna hit nobody. You, you gonna say you go ahead and quit for another seven years, and you ain't gonna hit them. Instead of you, it's, I don't. I I think it should have been you either be like, all right, I'm gonna see you at full gear, or just hit your finisher. That's all. Like I, I didn't need. I I don't. I don't. No, because the brawl because... is just not. I I I just can't see CM Punk and and it, like, being in a brawl. Like, Eddie Kingston, of course. CM Punk just don't. It, like some people just don't need to be in the brawl in a pull apart to bring out the whole locker room. CM Punk is not one of those people for me. But this man's from Chicago, okay? Yeah, this man's also in the UFC. You see so. how that happened. Say what? He was also in the UFC. So you mean to tell me it's a believable pull apart? Pride. You are looking dead too. I'm like, are you saying, all right, so you're saying somebody hits their finisher. So that means somebody looks weak going into this thing. If CM Punk just hit, hit, hit Honestly, Eddie with the pull go- apart. I, I if, if, so if CM Punk just hits Eddie Kingston with the go to sleep, all right. He talked all this shit. He get knocked out like that. Then what the fuck? Can, then he maybe he should can, be on dark elevation. You can poke poke somebody in the eye. You can low blow him or whatever. You, you can cheat 
It's called a, a you can, fight. It's called it's called it's called a fight. Or they, well, I'm gonna just tell you, I don't I don't like brawls because I, for one, WWE made me tired of seeing it, so I just hate seeing brawls now. That's the only reason. Out of all the brawls WWE did, I probably like five out of five hundred. That's why I don't like the brawls. Look, I like the brawls when it's necessary. If you got a raging feud going. That you know, pe- that people go go talk some shit on it because see, the way, the way you're saying how it should have finished is how. So okay, explain to me. Did you like how Roman Reigns and John Cena's promo, the first one when it was built up to No Mercy, ended? How did it end? Well, because according to the podcast that you said it on, remember John Cena castorated the fuck out of Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns was standing there. He took it. Yeah, he should have hit his finisher. That's what I'm saying. But it, see, what I'm saying, if he hit the Superman punch or the spear on that, it's like, okay, Cena not going to fight back? If he hit a spear, you're not doubt. T- quote, unquote. But that makes Cena look... It's like, okay, you, you can't How does that somebody... make Cena look... It, it can just make you seem like, a, oh, I got you. You can't, you can't just out outsmart somebody? Now when you talking the most were you talking shit like that? Cena was talking the most trash. And you mean to tell me if he would have got speared that Cena would have looked weak? Cause Cena should have seen it coming. He could have been you, talking to the crowd. Cena he was really not been he was, doing he was not talking to the crowd, he was talking to Roman. But I'm saying if you want to do it to Cena, you know how when Cena wins a promo about it, he'd be looking to the crowd like, Alright, y'all, I'm gonna do the rapper do, okay. throw the fingers up. He could have been celebrating and Roman hit him. Yes, that's what happens when you do it with heels. Like such as remember when the Rock was talking talking the shit to Goldberg and then Rock started talking to the crowd? That's what a he that's what the heels do. They turn around, they but, let oh, the guard but, down, Goldberg speared them. But I'm saying that could be an easy finish than a brawl because But a brawl just like I just I maybe I would like it more if they didn't do what they always do. Maybe that's what it is. And look. I just I hate to pull apart, and then one person gets away, and then they then they okay. pull them apart again. Then the other person. The, I will. That's the part I, I will give you that. That is recycled too much. That's the part what that. I'm talking about. I a regular brawl is cool with me. All right, I don't really regular brawl is would be cool if they just ended it there and just split them up, not the, them going back and forth. Or who, who can break from security? That's why I'm, I'm talking about it. If it was just a brawl, then we're cool. Brawl, separate them. All right, cool. But the the going back and forth is the part where I really don't like. Me personally, is I would have liked it if I would like to see a brawl. Because like I said, I, I enjoyed the whole segment, but I would like to see a brawl where it it's they treat it like actual street fight. Like I'm just grabbing shit off the announcer's table. Like I'm hitting you with Byron Sexton's Mountain Dew bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm sitting there. And clothes are getting ripped. It's like like you look like you're in an actual fucking fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to the point, it's like okay, these guys are like to the point where it's like you you, you almost think like they're going off script. We gotta. I I would have liked if it was like the one of, of Tyson and Austin when Stone Cold had that person. He thought it was Mike Tyson. He just started like beating him up. <laughs> well, because <laughs> that was funny. That. that that but I but I'm saying but, he, but, but see, he really see, thought the thing, he had Tyson. Mike didn't get physical because Mike know if he hits if he hits Stone Cold, it's a wrap. 
but that's well, we can't. I'm just talking about the way that it was, how it looked like they were like it just was more real looking. That's all. I just hate to pull. I just hate to pull away and to come back and to pull it. That's that's just. I just really hate that. That's all. I got you. Like I said, if it, me personally, I, I really enjoyed the segment, but I'm just saying, if it could have been done differently. You mean to tell me CM Punk was about to pull away from 10 people? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? Look, I'm saying, it could, if, if you want to make it, you can, we can make arguments of it could have been more well executed, whatever the case may be, because that, that whole pull away and jumping and stuff like that, that has been recycled to death, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, That's the only part, no, like, the, I, I honestly would not have cared if it was a brawl, just not to pull away. Okay. Tony Schiavone interviews Christian Cage at Jurassic Express, and they said they want a, a match with the Super Click at um, Full Gear, Falls Count Anywhere. So now we get the uh, TBS Women's Championship first round, and we get the Bunny taking on Red Velvet. Jay Cargill was at ringside with Smart Mark Sterling. That's the name of that guy. Uh, the bunny needs work. Just, uh, you you know, think so? Both of them hurt and Penelope need work. I like Penelope Ford though. Like I've seen Penelope Ford yeah. wrestle some indie so like, I, I like Penelope Ford. She's had some good matches, but her last two matches, have, three or four matches, have not been good. Feel like she like she's hella athletic. Yeah, she's hella athletic, but I just I don't know. She just. She has her had footing that. sometimes messes up and all that. Yeah, but I, I, I think I think the the bunny and Anna J need the more work, uh, because I could tell by the bunny trying to do the, the uh the curve stop the red velvet on them steel steps and that did not look good at all, <laughs> and uh, but. After uh, after you know the, uh, the body rocked Red Velvet with with, with Thuskick, Red Velvet came back and hit a um, a, fl- a final slice uh, to the bunny and Pender, and she was hyped. J Cargill stood up, and then now we're going to get that rematch between Red Velvet and J Cargill. It ain't look. I'm glad we're going to get a rematch because they got history together, but uh, Red Velvet they win that match. Well, yeah, no. If you want to, if you want to make a surprise and push Red Velvet, and like say she surprisingly beats Jay Cargill, then she got to win the whole thing. Well, first of all, nobody's gonna beat Jay Cargill for now. Except, look, I'm telling you. So you think she, she's doing the whole thing? Yes. I'm thinking so too. If she loses, she loses in the finals, and it's a shocker. Because, because she won't be going against because. It, once she beats Red Velvet, she'll be going against Thunder Rosa. Yeah, so I think she beats Thunder Rosa and just goes all the way. Yeah, but I think, I think Thunder Rosa will take it to her best match. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be good. So, main event time, though, we get John Silver from the Dark Order taking on Adam Cole, baby. And with the Young Bucks on the outside. Good matchup by these two because John Silver, you know, it's, it's like... Little Cesaro, they got a little burst of energy, and he's strong. Is, he's strong as shit. This is a bit match, by the way. It's a what match? And they a, a BTE bit match. So what, what does that mean? Explain it to me. It's a bit from BTE that they just took and just put it on the show. Oh, I got you. 
Well, uh, uh, every week, every uh, week on BTE, every week BTE, uh, Silver and Reynolds come on to Adam Cole and basically ask him to do stuff that WWE was asking him to do. Yeah, like we need you to cut your hair, we need you to change your name, we need you to be our manager, stuff like that. Oh wow! And they changed the thing that they say, all right, we're gonna call you Budge. So now he's got Budge over as Adam Cole is Budge. Mm. Even in that Ghostbuster song that they had, he said, I ain't afraid no budge because that's what they call Adam Cole. God damn me, I tell you. Uh, so, uh, Joshua gets knocked to the outside. That he uh, he gets put in the camel clutch, and then, of course, they do the trademark kiss, Adam Cole on the cheek and stuff like that. Uh, but then, with, uh, when it comes back in, we get John Silver uh, goes and hits a... Uh, 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 Liger bomb or coal for the near fall, and it, uh silver is out there and just you know just giving him a, a, a nice offensive sequence there that he just just move moving around, and then but uh he Cole trying to hit his to run the, the, the running knee or silver silver hits him, hits him with a lariat, and then the uh, the young bucks try to uh, d- distract silver, but then Adico goes for the low blow. I like how silver catches the arm. And then turns it around on Adam Cole. I said, like, "Oh, that's a that's a good low blow block that a lot of baby faces uh, don't do." So <laughs> that's also I feel like it's a BTE bit too. But all right. Uh, well, like I said, I I don't I'm still got, I'm still behind on BTE. Uh, but Adam Cole comes back, hits two two super kicks in the running knee, and it finally puts down Silver, and they Adam Cole wins the matchup. So. That is it for uh, Rampage. I thought Rampage was a, a good show this week. I actually thought Rampage at one hour was better, especially with the, with Kingston and CM Punk was better than SmackDown. Yeah, especially when they let them just go. Yeah, like obviously that whole thing was unscripted, but it felt like it felt like a real argument. It did. That's what I'm saying. So you know, with him and Kingston, and then and then him and MJF, like those are like the promo guys. Like I would love to see them go back 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 and forth on the promo. Yeah, like you know how like in WWE where they wait for the person to finish. Yeah, yeah, nah. Kingston and, and Punk was cutting each other off. He's a, 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 you know, a, yeah. a, that was a good thing about because it's like no, no, no. You go listen. You listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, that gets the pass. So make sure you guys check out Rampage. I usually try, put up the Rampage reviews on either like Saturday or Sunday sometimes, but you know we are behind. But so I apologize for that. But um, yeah, make sure you check out check out Rampage. I'll try to put up earlier. And uh, it keep on listening. But right now we're gonna now we're gonna get into the full gear predictions because uh, you know now now we have better context of what's going in. That's why I said because I I don't know I didn't they may put another women's match on here and then when we get to see a punk Eddie Kingston we get to talk about we already talked about the promo already. So let's go right on to the false count anywhere match the six man tag match Christian Cage and Jurassic Express taking on. The super click. I think. Look, I, I don't think they lose until Jungle Boy goes one on one with Adam Cole. You don't think who loses? I, I don't think the super click, Adam Cole, Young Bucks. I don't, <laughs> oh, they are losing. You, oh, you did they lose it? Yes, because Adam Cole doesn't have to get pinned. You know, good point. But I'm saying, it's gonna be like cause, Jungle cause, Boy cause gonna I, pin like Matt Jackson. Cause I want Jungle, like I'm waiting for that infamous Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole match. 
it's pro- you know it's probably gonna be either at one of the special the special shows, or it's probably gonna be at in February. In, you didn't think it wait that long? Nope. No, I think so. Because I'm I'm tired of seeing Lucha Express versus the Young Bucks now interacting. <laughs> I'm tired of even seeing them interact with each other. But I think I think the false count element, false count anywhere element will be kind of cool because you know you're gonna see some Marco Stunt bullshit. Yeah. I hope they super the, kick him through the ring or something. He said through the. <laughs> How are you super kick somebody through the ring? <laughs> I don't know. I hope they just curb stomp him with three feet through the ring. He just <laughs> his face go through the mat or something. <laughs> Like just, yo, that would be a good visual. Like they, they curve stomp him, and his head just goes right through the mat. Mm-hmm. Yo, that jaw beat. I would just leave him there. They're gonna be horse walking from now on. Just gonna be under the ring. <sighs> you know, cause like you know, Marcus Uncle just like leak from like you know, uh, whether it be like the the the, the, the top of the screen or something like that, and they gonna catch him and like throw him to throw him into the abyss. Okay, so you know, I, I think you changed my mind. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with uh, um, the Lucha Soul, I mean, Jurassic Express and Christian. Yeah, I got uh, Jungle Boy pinning like Matt Jackson. Okay, let's go with uh, the Lucha Bros taking on FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. They already lost the AAA Tag Team Championships to. Uh, um, FD, FTR. I don't see Lucha Brothers losing the, the tag team championships yet. You know, Lucha Brothers went for the win. Yeah, I got I got them winning here. And I think it's going to be a damn good matchup, though. I think it's going to be a damn good match. Darby Allen taking on MJF in a regular wrestling match. MJF. Yeah, I... I mean, no, no, no. Sorry. Darby Allen. Sorry. Darby... The, yeah, I thought, well, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm actually going to go with MJF for this one. Be- I think that's the shock because they, since they say a one-on-one regular match seeming as if Darby can't do the one-on-one, I think they give it to Darby. Well, I don't think... Like, I feel like he tries to... Huh? Sorry, what'd you say? No, 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 no. You, you go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like... I feel like... MJF will try to use the chairman or Warlow to help him out, and then that backfires, and then Darby wins. Uh huh. I feel that's what I feel that's going to happen. See, the thing is, I I don't think this this, this I don't think this, I don't think this is a one and done feud yet. I think it's like a two match thing. And I think yeah, because- so Darby wins the one on one, and then MJF is like, all right, how about I challenge you to your style, which is a hardcore match or whatever. Then MJF wins that one. You know, I agree, but I think it'll be the other way around. So you think MJF wins his style of the match and Darby wins the hardcore style? Yeah, because I, I just think that, you know, because with the MJF, because look, I apply it to all of us, not just WWE. When you look weak on TV, you'll be strong. Like, I, I I don't know what the go-home is, but Darby got Darby got the, the, the better hand of MJF. So, uh, I, I and, and you know, he got all, all them, the them weird mass MJF people. But I, but the thing about a normal match is you can cheat, and you can do things that the referee's not going to look. Warlock will probably do something that's going to distract Darby, and then MJF was like that. But then now yeah, there's that's no. What I, but you said Darby that, wins. 
Yes, because I was saying he gonna try to get Wardlow, and it's gonna backfire. Yeah, but that's I don't think it backfires this time. But this time, but it's like okay, so now you want to do all the cheating shit because that's why you wanted the single match. I'm gonna take you to my world. I'm gonna beat him down in my world. MJF gonna get a bloodbath. Then that's when Warlow actually screws over or purposely screws over MJF, and that's why I think you get all that stuff. No, I think the only reason I say this because I think the hardcore match is Darby's gonna be like Jeff Hardy. Well, he's the hardcore icon, but he always loses them because he ends up doing something stupid at the end. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. Okay, you you got Darby, I got MJF. Let's see how this goes. Let's this see. Be dope. All right. The singles match for the AEW World the Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with uh, Jamie Hayter and Rebel versus Ty Conti with Anna J. <laughs> Obviously, Dr. Britt Baker. Exactly, because, yeah. This needs no discussion. <laughs> it really doesn't. Ty Con- I love Ty Conti, but, yeah. Britt Baker's winning that one because they, they, they're going to save Thunder Rosa for that one. Sorry. Uh, AEW World Championship Eliminated Tournament Final. Winner receives an AEW World Championship match. Brian Damson taking on Miro. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say this. I got Miro. Okay. I got Miro because I think it's okay for Brian Davis to take his first loss. And as much as a baby face, I think they want uh, Adam Page to ride on that baby face ride. uh, We'll get to that match in a minute. But Miro, this is God's second chance for Miro after losing the TNT Championship. And I I, I think Miro could have been a long champion, but I think... Holding that TNT championship now, it's time for him to do b- bigger and better things. Even though we wasn't expecting John Moxley to be out, but now it just falls into place. And Miro's on a bit of, on a deadly run. I got Miro winning. I think uh, if it was like Moxley and, and, and Brian Danielson, I would say Danielson. But I think this run of you've given me a second chance. And you better give me a second chance or so I'm going to kill you. That's what he had to like to God. So, I think Miro will win by, like, by like uh, it's going to be a hard match. When you say hard, like a hard fault match? Or it's going to be like a... Like a hard match. <laughs> like a... <laughs> like, Brian Dancy might die almost. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, so we both got Miro, okay. Uh... Yeah, because I, I mean, obviously Brian Dance can obviously win another way, but I, I, with him just being placed in this tournament and he and him being like, I'm more like you better give me my chance. I better win or else. Yeah, like I think I think that's that threatening God that. is kind of scary. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So so I think you can do that. Uh-huh. Have him win and and it'd it be like, see, that's what I thought. I better have one. Or else, like, yeah. <laughs> like that should ooh. be his new that should be his new tagline. Or else, or, or, or else, I'm about to say, man, this is so much better than the best man Miro. <laughs> this is so much. Yeah, he better. had to get his footing. He had to get his footing. That's yeah. cool. Uh, then we okay. Let's go to the ten man Minneapolis street fight because everywhere they go, it's a street fight with that that, that city's name. We got the mm-hmm. inner circle back together, taking on taking on America's top team with your junior Del. Joe Santos and Andrea Akas something. Dan Lambert and the man of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. They never said if it was an elimination match, but it's going to be a street fight. So, I don't know if they're going to put the, the cinematic elements into it or not. 
Nah, I think it's just going straight up match. Straight, straight up matchup. Uh, Dan Lambert is getting the pin in this one. So, Inner Circle wins this match. And we can move on okay. from America's top team. Alright. And I had Jericho putting his ass in the walls of Jericho. To end it? To end it, yeah. Nah, I got them like just straight up beating them up. <laughs> no, no, no. He gonna get this stomp down, but to make him more humiliating to make him tap out. I feel like I feel like if it's the Jericho thing, they gonna make him like they gonna like try to write on like take his shirt off and tie him up, try to like write on him. You know how like something like the Joker would do? Yeah. Just torture you for no reason. Uh-huh. I think he did just do that. Or have uh Hager put him in the ankle lock and then they all just take turns stomping on him or something. <laughs> like I don't know. So stupid. So, so. <laughs> Probably. Or they all just take turns doing the finisher. Who knows? Oh, that that, that would be dope too. And Hager would go run and go in and do that Vader bomb. Or whatever he do, whatever the bullshit he like to do. Alright. Uh Eddie Kingston taking on CM Punk. This is something that I'm really looking forward to because like I said, Kong said we got ten days, sell the match. And they did, and we still got Another dynamite and rampage to go. Oh, this shit ain't over neither. So it's it's gonna be good. Uh, but Eddie Kingston is not gonna be CM Punk's first loss. Just nope. Not. And it's gonna be it's gonna CM Punk win this match. Is it gonna be a good match? Yeah, Eddie Kingston's gonna put on a good match. But that's something I think it's gonna, gonna be the sweet. hardest. I think it's gonna be his hardest match. Well, I don't know because that that Brian Danielson was his one of his hardest matches also. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Punk's hardest match since being back. Well, he's gonna have to do. He's gonna have to do that stuff that he normally don't do. Yeah, whether it be the Watcher Man elbow, the Hurricane Rana, or whatever the case may be. So yeah. Well, he's he's been doing all those though. When I'm talking about like dive through the ropes, like the like the Pepsi plunge, he might bring back, or he might bring back Welcome to Chicago or something, like oh, a move that he only hit in Ring of Honor or something. Oh, okay. Or, or you know, the any kind of vice. He 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 did that. He did he it did already. That. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I I saw I see a punk winner here. So, okay, and the the final match, obviously, Kenny Omega taking on Hangman Page for the AEW World Championship. Yeah, I think this is Hangman. It got to be. It got to be yeah. Hangman's time. It's got to be Hangman. He's uh, going to be the first one to kick out the one-wing angel, and we're going to enjoy it. So, yeah. Yes. And he looks supremely confident, and he's winning the championship. That's why I said Miro and Hangman being the first the first matchup, that would be dope. So, I got Hangman winning here, and you got the same too, right? Yep. Well, there you have it. There you have it. So, that is our full gift predictions. We kind of ran through that pretty, uh, pretty quickly. I know we was going to, you know, we was going get, to uh, get, get through all that real quick. But uh, make sure you guys check it out. Me and Prime, hopefully, I want to say we'll review it on Sunday and have it out for you guys. Because I said, I don't think he'll be able to do it Saturday night because he got he to get back home and stuff. And he probably will be tired. And I ain't going to lie to you, I know I will be tired because I got to go to work the next morning. 
but uh, on Sunday though, yeah, we should be able to uh, give you the, give you guys that review. So stay tuned for all that great stuff. Uh, we already did the midweek wrestling war, so make sure you guys check uh, that out this past week. You know, we we can recap it and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, we, we did we did a full review of it already. So you guys can make sure you guys go and uh, check all that stuff out, but uh, <clears throat> on on our channel. And like I said, we also did the, the thing when the news first dropped. Also, so what I think we're gonna do here is so somebody legit asked on Twitter about our Dark Side of the Ring reviews. Have you seen all of them yet? I'm not. Okay, you got homework to do, bro. <laughs> so. I, I plan on putting up a part two of the podcast this week of us doing all reviews of the dark side of Rain Doors that we have once so we can catch up on those things. But as of right now, I think that, that that's it for the podcast this week. I think we touched all the the stuff that, that we need to touch to talk about. So that was a nice and easy dose right there. So make sure you guys uh check us out on all the podcast apps, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out on spaciousphilly.com. We guys go check out all the uh, content they have on there. Little Pop, Little Pop Horror Show. Oh, Little Pop Plus One, excuse me. Uh, Little Pop Horror Show, both sides. Market Dark Show, and doing business with Mark Randall. Also, the Nerd Closure stuff on there as well. Such as the Nerd, uh, No Gimme Seen the Wrestling Podcast, Turntables, Talk Culture and Beyond, Nerd Gas to Talk, and Drunk Thoughts. Check out every Friday the Prime Social Podcast. Also, check out Prime Conversations. Check out QFO, the, uh, the Wardrobe, and all the music he has been doing as well. Because he's, he's going to be coming back on episode 200. Stay tuned for all that. We're going to bring back something special. And we're going to have fun with that whole thing. So, And that's it. So, yeah. So, part two of the podcast should be sometime this week. So, stay tuned for all that. Once you know me and Park catch up and watch all the Dark side, dark Sides of the Ring. I've still got to watch the Stairway episode. That's the that's the that's the one that he actually asked about. So I want to make sure you know I get it out to the people out there that you know care. So anything else that you want to add, Prime? No, that's it. All right. So all right, guys. Uh, we out of here once again. This is NCM Place Be Chill Twenty Mister Andy and not Dion Sands for Prime Time. All right, y'all. All right, and Q Flow, wherever you at, man. Take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.